episode seven. Chelsea, please listen. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta low. As they croak, I see myself in the pit. Welcome everybody, this is the Don't Red On Me podcast, I'm Chad, my man on the other mic, of, uh, the other side of the mic is EC. Chad, my main man, how you doing this evening, brother? <laughs> Chad, I like Chad, Chad, Chad kind That's of, you know, does, does it suit me, EC, Chad? I think you could probably on a Saturday night pass for a Chad. Chad, maybe in Austin, maybe in Austin, you know Texas. Man, only on the weekends, you could probably... You probably let that slide. I like Chad. I like Chad. Listen, I mean, maybe, I might stick with it next week. Uh, I have another name next week, but uh, Chad, you know, we'll go with Chad. But easy, easy. I'm buzzing, easy, easy. It's not the beer. It's not the beer, easy. I'm just <laughs> buzzing. Two games, easy. We haven't talked. When's the last time we talked? Oh, uh, man, Bruges, right? We haven't oh, talked man. since the Derby game, since before it. I don't before think. It. Yeah, exactly. We had two wins, EC. Two wins. Two nil to City at Sunday. Right? Yeah. That's just that's just a major buzz right there. And then we and then before that, on Thursday, Thursday before that, we got three nil at Derby. Damn. You see. Where the where does this team come from? Where are we at? Because I, it's crazy. It is crazy. I mean look, we have so many headlines from both games, the defense. Wow, I mean, we have. I think in the what the past eight out of ten games, where have we held a clean sheet, and two of those goals in those eight, in those ten games, obviously was the they had mishap right, and then it was a own goal. I think the other match, right? Right. So our defense. I mean, we're interchanging the defensive lineup. With both we uh, both left backs, I think we're interchanging with their both center backs. I mean, where I mean, where is this resurgence come from? Because the fact of I'm just I'm so optimistic about what we're putting forward when everybody's healthy, when everybody's on the same page, and where everybody is. <sighs> I don't know. What I want to say is what everybody is getting, everybody's putting United above themselves, basically. And not not their individual individual effort, you know, individual selves. I mean, we already talked about several players that I feel that put themselves before the club. And I think the players we have that we're putting on the pitch we're putting in day to day, in in game and in game out. If they're not even playing, we're putting them on the you know they're they're putting the club before themselves, and I think that's reflective of what the the style of play we're playing. I think it's reflective of uh, of you know the the the, the, um, the results. 
What do you think? I think it's a combination of what one of the things that you said was uh, health. Uh, I think we were injured. I think for me, I don't even really think we had subs for a while, but I think now that you can bring the likes of Scott McTominay off the bench, you can bring you know Greenwood off the bench because you can start uh, James and have him play and get a good run of games without him being uh, you know, unfit. And then I also think they've started from the defensive side. And I think for me, and you already know how I feel about Ole, if at this point, this is the 10th straight game that we haven't lost, if you don't give him some credit at all, then you're just a hater, period. Um, I still feel the way that I feel. However, you have to give him credit. Um, his, his fearlessness to change up the tactics and by tactics, I mean he won't just run the five at the back. Sometimes he runs four. Sometimes he runs three. Um, sometimes it's three up front. Sometimes it's two. Um, so Bruno's huge. Maguire's stepped up and come into his own. Um, I think when you put on that United shirt, it's it's very difficult to just step in and hit the ground running. So um, for, for Bruno to do what he's doing on this consistent level is is pretty amazing. But you can't just say it's Bruno. I agree with your point that the team, and, and I mean, if you didn't watch the game, I know you did, but for those who didn't watch the game this weekend, that was a complete team effort. That was every single person saying, we're going to play defense because we know what they want to do. So I feel like the strategy, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree, but I felt like the strategy was to sit back and play defense and counter. So you got to give all the credit. You got to give the defensive staff credit. You got to give um, the even the physios credit for getting these guys back in shape, um, because I think the combination of all of those things have culminated into what's been a great run. I don't think it's even anywhere near done because I think the two games that we'll speak about later on today, I think they're winnable, and so um, I think it's gonna be a little while before you see another loss. I. I feel your sentiment, and I want to feel the enthusiasm. But you know, easy. I am a pessimist at heart, right? <laughs> I, I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. Yeah, easy. Uh, talking about the defense, uh, Luke Shaw, right? I mean, what is? I mean, what is his? What is his deal? We had a rise, fall, a very hard fall of Luke Shaw, and then now we have a resurgence resurgence with his this man and he's a man now because when he came to us he was still a boy he was still this this kid out of southampton had so much potential i love the signing i really 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 love the signing when we had luke shaw and when he went out with that eight with that broken leg i'm like god it's gonna derail his career and it has and you go back to it now, I mean, what he's proven under Ole, I guess with the, the confidence or the trust under Ole, more so, I mean, he's just, he's just balling. He's a balling. He's balling out. Yeah, I think with Luke Shaw, a, a kind of a combination of a couple things with him. For me, um, coming on the scene, young kid, um, everyone had great hopes for him. I know I definitely did because he came out so on fire but i think the combination for him was one uh complacency not being challenged and then obviously the injury to to have to come back from that 
I think when you got a 19-year-old Brandon Williams breathing down your neck, everyone talking about him, uh, people are saying you're too slow, people are saying you're fat, people are saying you're not going to be the player that you were. I think that drives a player, and I think competition is good. I actually think it's great. I think it makes great players continue to have that hunger. So, um, again, I, I'm going to, again, and, and everyone knows how I feel about Ole, but, again, you got to give credit where credit's due. Ole pushed him in. Ole played him. If you're Luke Shaw, you're sitting at home going, well, crap, how's this 19-year-old kid beating me out? I got to step my game up. I think he did that. I think he's done that. I think he's solidified that spot, uh, not just on the outside, but also on the inside playing the center back when they go through at the back. Um, I think he's got that locked down too. So, no, kudos to him for keeping his head strong. Um, who can who, who can imagine being, like you said, so great and then falling from grace and all the crap that he hears every week on social media and on TV and fan cams and that. So, for him to stick with it and come out on the other side, it's got to feel absolutely amazing. So super, super happy for that guy. With that being said, EC, about about the fact that he competition, what Ole has done, and I think what maybe past managers haven't done correctly, is the fact of like last year, right, with um, with Luke Shaw. What did he do? Put Ashley Young in there, and Ashley Young was a stalwart. It wasn't like, hey, Luke, compete for the position. It's like, no, no, you're only doing it when Ashley's off tilt, kilter, right? It wasn't like, hey, you're going to compete for it. You're only going to do it when Ashley's not willing to play. You're not, you know, we're not right. <laughs> you know, it's like he needs a rest. Here, it seems like Ole has done it with both backs, maybe even all positions, is each position can be, yes, we know who the best players are at each position, and but yet we're in oddball games. We're going to play those other players to see what they can have. Obviously, Lingard, Pereira have weeded themselves out, right? Uh, but we have Diego Delot also right, you know, raising his game. We, see, we saw it against Derby. We, um, we, Williams, obviously, during his progression this year, has raised his game. Eric Bailly, after coming off injury, now he's playing like the player we we hoped we bought injury-free. So it seems like the, the, the competition environment that Ole has kind of constructed is a lot different between previous managers, between Mourinho and... Between Van Hal, it was more of a, it seems more of a, a you know, it's, this guy's going to take your job and it gets that competitive juices. You played, you played um, inter, uh, inter, you know, intercollegiate football, right? Um, so you know that, that, that determination, that, that uh, desire, that ilk that it takes to become a, I think you were a receiver, am I, am I correct? Yep, played wide out in every every week. I mean, it didn't matter yeah. how well you did Saturday. When you came in to practice on Monday, there might be someone new transfer in ready to take your spot. So you can't read the clippings. I think that's one of the things that, that Luke stopped doing, stopped listening to people, just go out, ball out of control in practice, and then when the game comes, just do what you know you're capable of doing. And I think that's what he's been able to do. And so – 
they're going to, in my opinion, they're going to keep doing this. They're going to bring in the likes of Sancho. Hopefully they're going to bring in the likes of Grealish, the likes of Madison. All that's going to do is tell your midfielders, hey, you're good, but we want to be great. And the only way to do that is to have you go up against another great player. Um, and so I, I think that's what the, the plan is. Um, I think that's what the vision is. Um, and I'm super, super excited for it. It's very refreshing to see the, the competition in the field and the rise of Luke Shaw right now hopefully stays healthy. I want to stay healthy. I, I, I When we signed this kid, I was super excited. And when he got hurt, I was devastated. But and he just has not had the, the you know the the flip side of the coin with most with most managers. Everybody's question is uh, is uh, fitness, and I think uh, I think he's proven a lot of people wrong. Um, come talk about the derby game again. Uh, Scott McTominay bringing the nasty. How did you like that? I, I loved it. I love the fact that he's back. I love the fact that he's willing to fight. Um, you get to, you could totally tell when he took that boot to the face, you were like, all right, you know, the referee missed it, but just give me a minute. And when he got him back, it was kind of a, it was a good one. It wasn't like a yellow card type of foul. It was kind of a, you know what, this is just how we play. This is how we get down. So I'm not going to lie. He's not been my favorite player. Um, however, um, I like him off the bench. I love his energy. I love his tenacity. Um, He's he's not going to give up. He's only going to get better. I don't. I, he can't be twenty four. Hell, he might not even be twenty three. So you got to love that. You know, from a perspective of he's going to be at the club for a long time. So no, I, I I like that. I like that in players. Bruno's got a lot of, a lot of that in him. But no, Scott McTominay. Um, I, I don't know. If we may talk later about the um, Matic deal. I think that's good for Matic to be there to kind of mold him into that next Matic, if you will, uh, you know, playing playing beside Fred. So, no, I love to see it. Um, I thought it was great. and We need more of it. And uh, and dude, swole. He don't look like it, but check his IG page, man. Dude, he's cut. He's cut just about everywhere. Everywhere you see? Dude, have you seen his everywhere? IG page? I, I, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Dude. Go if people don't know, because when you look at him, he looks like a little scrawny, little white dude. Dude is cut up like he's extremely buff, and he doesn't play around too much with with the weights. He's on him every day. And in fact, Luke Shaw did an interview with EA Sports uh, two or three days ago, and he was talking about how much time uh, Scott McTominay spends in the weight room. So I would have never guessed it. Uh, I went to the IG page right after the Luke's interview, and sure enough, man, dude is—he's all about uh, getting into the gym, getting buff, getting swole. So, kudos to him, man, playing in the midfield in Premier League. You better be ready to hit, so. dude. He's—I mean—he's a godsend. I think a godsend in attitude, period. Because you know we haven't seen that kind of attitude <laughs> since uh, you wouldn't say Zlatan, because Zlatan was more arrogance. But you haven't seen that kind of nasty in the midfield. Uh, I don't know if you remember back in the 2012 playoffs of the Spurs. Remember Greg Popovich said, let's bring some nasty. You remember that? Yes, I remember that. That's what I want. I want some nasty to our club. I want some this fire, some 
nasty. And I thought, you know, what he did, you know, he, like you said, the dude kicked him in the face. And what did he say? Eh, you know, he waved the finger and said, now he didn't say anything, but you know what he, you know what he meant when he waved the finger. I said, I'm going to get you back. And he, and he got him back several times. So that dude, Silsby, I think it was his name, Silsby. Uh, I can't remember, but I, he, he was a fair play to the kid too. I mean, he was giving it right back to him. Oh, they kept no, 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 no. fight all game. So fair play to the kid. Um, trying to make a name for himself. But. That's another note, too. That I was like, that kid uh, that I have in my run sheet, that kid, I mean, would we look at him for a squad player? I think I think we, sh- might, we should. Yeah, I, I mean, fair play. I, he, he's going to get a look. I mean, he's, he's a young kid. He's going up against United. He doesn't give a crap who you are. Didn't back down. He got McTominay hit him back hard, hit him out of bounds. I mean, just knocked him out. And he came right back, and was they were still fighting with each other. So, no, I, young kid, good club. They probably won't promote this year, but, you know, you never know uh, being in, in the championship, which is a good league, a hard, tough league. You never know uh, what could happen with them. Well, give, okay, get that, that, that ilk, that, that uh, Premier League nastiness. Wayne Rooney, right? I think they, the, the team probably got that from him. No, I think Wayne Rooney, especially from him when he was starting to leave, you can see him trying to drift back into that midfield when he was when he was still at United towards the very end. Um, he's always had grit about him. Um, there's no way you can play in the Premier League at the age of 16 and not have uh, some huge cojones. So, no Wayne Rooney. Um, I know people were talking crap. Uh, some fan cams were talking some you know crap about him. People were saying stuff on Twitter, but I watched the whole game. Uh, the dude was pinging balls from 50, 40 yards right to the player's foot. Uh, two or three, four or five times I saw. So he still got some class. I uh, loved him at United. Uh, I loved him at Everton when he came there. He, he's one of my favorites. He's not my favorite, but he's one of my favorites. So no, he still got it. You're not gonna, you're not gonna just take the ball off of him. You're not gonna push him on the ground. He actually comes from a boxing background. If you if you look the guy up, his brothers uh, were boxers and that. So no, this this dude is he's tough. Uh, what you want as a leader. He's already the captain of that team. Um, and will probably be a coach in one of these days. Um, but no, he was, I thought he was amazing. Obviously, is he going to, you know, run 60 yards past, you know, five players? No, that's not in his locker anymore. But he can still pick out a pass. He can still thread a ball, you know, through the eye of a needle. I mean, the guy is, he's still, for me, world-class, uh, world-class player. So, it was cool. It was cool seeing him. Sucked he was in a different shirt and it was a different time, but still cool to see him play. No, I mean, everybody thinks that the, the dinosaurs go to die in the MLS. Wayne Rooney proved himself in the championship. I, I, I All I have is <clears throat> when everybody's seeing his name in the in the stands, I mean, what more, do you, what, what more can you ask? And then he gave it his all. I mean, he was tackles man i mean you saw him tackling scott mctominay just going in him and it was the dude i have to admit um he's not my favorite united player but he has earned my fullest respect is that man wayne rooney wayne rooney he goes by the name of wayne rooney all right um all right dc let's talk the goals let's talk about the goals of the of the derby game the Nigerian assassin, the only striker we have on the team, Mr. Igalo. 
the only striker you see. You you hear that? We hear what I'm saying. The only striker we have on on, on our team is Mr. Igalo, because that man is a beast, a beast. He pushes little he pushes kids around. He don't care. He get through. He go through a grocery store with the with the, with his cart and push people around. Boom 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 boom. Because he wants he, he needs to eat that man. Yeah, you gotta if. Anybody, and it doesn't matter who you support, if you don't look at this guy's story first and then come to the to come to the table to talk about him and not have respect for him, something's wrong with you. Um, this guy grew up a United fan, um, wanted to play for the club, actually played in the Premiership, didn't play for us, obviously, but uh, still a longtime fan, goes to China, comes back, takes a pay cut uh, to come and play for us, and I know he's not... Trust me, guys, he's not uh, starving for any meals. He was making 300 grand a week, <laughs> but he's doing fine. But, um, no, he is he's Jesus' type of striker. He's a hold-up striker, and he is the only hold-up striker we have. I think he's the best hold-up striker that we have. No, no, he's the only striker we have, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, so no, to score, uh, I think he scored twice in that game. Yes, sir, he almost had a third. Clinical finishes. Um, technical finishes. Um, the first one, just to put it, just barely put it past the keeper. Just a great finish. I mean, fighting in the box, pushing people off to, to get that goal. Um, no, you, you got to be happy for him. Sister just passed away. So each time you see him hit his knees and point to the floor, you know, that those goals are for her. Um, I, I can, I, I get so geeked. I haven't been, I haven't been this geeked to watch a player come on because, you know, it's football, right? It's it's fun. It's entertainment. But this this is this guy's life. And we're I don't know Agallo. I don't know who he is or whatever. But you get a chance to read the stories of these guys and what they went through and what they've become. It's cool to see someone live out their dreams. That's what it's about. We always talk about that when you're growing up. What do you want to do when you get old? I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a firefighter. This guy's dream was to play for United, to score goals for United. And that's exactly what he's doing. So... I, I am I am over the moon excited for this guy's future. I think he has one with United. I think they will pick him up. Um, I think we're going to get another striker. Don't get me wrong. There he he's not world class. However, I would take him ten times out of ten. And so for anybody that's like, well, you, everyone's got to be world class. Yeah, it's United. However, if if we had Let's say Lewandowski, who's one of my favorite strikers. Even if we had him and he was injured and Iglalo had to step in and play, I'd feel just fine. I'd feel just fine. I'd feel like we have we would have chances. He's the type of guy that will stay with the center backs. The other strikers we have, they're roamers. They want to go to the ball. He don't give a – you know what he does? He says, hey, you two center backs, it's about to be a long day. You're gonna know what I smell like. You're gonna know what my, my burps smell like. You're gonna I'm gonna be digging and clawing and scratching. He's the type of hold up striker that we haven't had in a very long time. Ibrahimovic was kind of the same way. Ibrahimovic kind of holds up. He stays with the center backs. He makes runs, really brilliant runs, passes the ball back from their half, from our third. Um, and so no, it's it's super refreshing. Just it's just awesome to to see him play. The Nigerian assassin, I call him. The Prince of Zamunda. Yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, um, 
like you're talking about the the presence of somebody that can come on and do something. Um, we haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, I think the past couple of seasons, you look at the bench, it's like who's going to come on and just do something. And now we have somebody that I think in a big game because we he hasn't done it in a big game. I mean. He came on against City, and I think he made a presence. But he only came on against City with two minutes left in the match, five minutes left in overtime. I mean, extra time. I'm sorry, uh, but his presence was known. Everybody's like, "Why are you bringing?" You know, uh, first of all, everybody got pissed off why the you know the Martial got brought off against City, um, and then he got brought on two minute you know two minutes till the end of the match. It's like, why are we? I thought we were trying to play defensively. And then you bring Igalo on, and you saw his, you saw what he can do by himself. He doesn't need he doesn't need a midfield, apparently, like uh, your buddy does. Um, but the guy's class. I mean, if you know, if if the deal can get done, to where his wages equal what, you know, he's he's equal what he deserves in England. Because apparently he's getting outrageous wages in China. Three hundred grand. Um, yeah. A week. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't need another three hundred grand player here. We already. He's yeah. That they, that guy's already playing for uh, what do you call it? Uh, Inter Milan right now. For Inter, yeah. Yeah. So, making he's making four hundred. <laughs> oh, making. Oh, I'm sorry. Tomato, tomato. We see tomato, tomato. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, we. I mean, if he wants to take a pay cut. To play for United, I would take that guy every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Because he is, you know, he his heart, I think, you know, you see the players. And you can't, like, I don't think Robert, you drop Robert Lewandowski into our team. And you put him against Igalo, I'll take Igalo. Because the fact of, like you said, the guy wants to play for a club and not a mercenary, obviously. I just, I don't want. I mean, but that's my opinion. <laughs> but you, like you said, the guy wants to play. Uh, the Nigerian assassin. All right. So, last thing about the Derby game, Sergio Romero. Class. Sergio Romero is class. He's been class for us. You see. Do you think it's fair? I mean, yeah. I mean, no rumors have come out of the club. Or anything like that, but would you want as Sergio Romero for what you've done to this for this club this year, especially in the 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 shadow of De Gea being having so many mishaps? Would you want as Sergio Romero to go seek first team football? I mean, if if I'm him, I kind of at this point don't understand why he doesn't. I'm glad that he doesn't because I feel like we have the best number two in the world, literally. Um, but I mean, I kind of feel like he's in the same boat with Henderson. They're both really good strikers. I mean, goalkeepers, excuse me. Um, they both, uh, well, could potentially be ones for their, uh, their countries. Um, but I just think he's in that same boat of like, look, I'm at a great club. I'm on a great salary. Um, when I come in, I'm pretty sure we're not going to be playing the strongest. So I'm, we're probably going to get a win and more than likely a clean sheet. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I'd like for him to just for his own self, but my selfish United fan inside of me, 
I hope he goes nowhere because, you know, your number one, it should be your number one. He should be the number one on your team and the number one on his national team. Um, but that number two, man, if your number two is crap and the number one goes down, I mean, it's a hard, hard pill to swallow. And that's something that United fans have been spoiled with because you can ask just about any Premier League fan and they'll tell you who's the best number two in the world. And Romero's name will come up in your top five. So um, for yourself personally, yeah, you'd love to see him go to Spain or stay in England and, and play and 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 do his thing. But um, I don't think he will. I think he'll stay. Um, I think the big move, we'll, we'll figure out what he's really going to do. Um, obviously, if, if Henderson uh, gets this last loan spell or if they say, you know what, you're doing so great. Let's just go ahead and, and move on from De Gea and, and slot you in. If he gets passed over, I think he will take off. But the fact that with the if you see how many goalkeepers you know have have their pipeline pipeline, I'm sorry. Um it's it's ridiculous. I mean, yes, he needs to go somewhere else. I think he as as um as what he's produced, and I, I want him with United. Trust me, I want him to be our second one. You know, second, you know, second goalkeeper. He's done wonders for us. But for him, I think he deserves a little bit more. Because the fact of next year, if you're talking about the Henderson, I mean, Henderson's younger. I'm gonna keep Henderson happy rather than Romero. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm um. I'm at a flip, you know, flip. I flip the coin with this guy. I mean, the, what he's done for us, it's like he, I, I want him to do better. It's like when Greg Popovich told, um, what is it, Boban Marvadovich. It's like, you're going to get paid for Detroit. They're going to pay you a lot more than the Spurs are. You need to go to Detroit, Boban. But Boban was like, no, but I want to stay here. I was like, no, Pop was like, you need to go. You're going to get paid more. I mean, it's like. You want this guy to achieve more. I mean, I'm pretty sure he probably he can compete for the Argent, you know, the Argentine number one job. You know, when, it, when the World Cup comes up in two more years, right? <coughs> Excuse me, two more years. Yeah. Um, but man, I mean, Romero has been a stalwart for us. Uh, I really hope uh, something happens because. Like we, like I texted you last week, we signed Lee Grant uh, signs a contract extension. I'm like, why the hell are we doing that? But uh, apparently, we're wasting money on somebody that we don't need. But anyways, EC Manchester is red. <laughs> yes, Manchester. <laughs> you, you, Roll, I mean, that rolls off the tongue a lot better than the opposite, right? Manchester is red. Manchester is red. Three out of the four games this year, this season, Ole has outbested the Pep, the Pep Guardiola, the 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 little little. I mean, dude, he seems he seems rattled. Have you seen Pep this year? He seems rattled. I mean, he knows he's either getting the sack or he wants to quit or what. 
he does not seem like himself, like he was with Barcelona. You know? I just... It just... I don't know. Anyways, let's talk about the game. Anyways, uh, my feeling yesterday after watching the match was buzzing. I was buzzing, and I had a couple of beers. No, you know, whatever. (laughs) But I was buzzing, you see. I mean, with the first goal to the second goal to the defense we played. And speaking of the defense we played, we played a five. Was it 5-3-2? Yeah, we played 5-3-2. Defense, EC. Defense, defense, defense. Lindelof. We played Lindelof, McGuire, and Shaw at the back. What do you think? I think any anybody that watched the game says that anybody on that back line had a bad game. You either have an agenda or you just didn't watch the game. Though every single one of those guys, and you and I could even throw Matic into helping out on the defensive side. Everybody played great. Uh, my man, my man of the match was at the back of the of the line. We'll talk about that later. But no, I I think everybody in the whole world knew City was going to control the ball. That's what they did. I want to say the possession was like seventy two to twenty eight, something stupid like that. So no, that that's what they came out to do. Um, people by this time know when we play big against big clubs, our big thing to do is to counter. That's what we did. We created chances. Um, we scored goals. Um, so, no, for me, it was – and, I, and you know, people can try to say again that it wasn't tactically set up because we couldn't get the ball, but I really feel like that's what Ole planned to do. He, he understood, listen, if you five plus the two holding mids and Fred and Matic can hold up, we got the players outside that have pace in Martial and James that when we break loose, they're going to have a hard time catching us. So that's what they did. It completely worked. I, I actually felt like we could have scored a couple more goals, to be yes. honest with you. Yes. Uh, could have been way worse than just 2 nothing. Um, but we didn't put our heads up at, criti- at critical moments. Um, Martial had a great chance to play it into Bruno. He didn't do that. James had a great yes. chance to play it into Bruno. He didn't do that. So those, to me, are both goals, in my opinion, or at least the goalkeepers doing something um, if they're not goals. So, so for me, um, again, you got to give it up to Ole. Whether you're in, whether you're out, if you don't give it up to the dude for putting together a great game plan, and again, he's he's saying to himself, I can't keep playing the same formation. I can't keep playing the same players. I'm going to play who I think fits the best to the team we're playing against, and then we're going to go. And when he goes to Europe, he goes, I'm not going to play the strongest team. I mean, he just you just can't not give the dude credit for what's been going on for this past, I would say, probably three months now. You, word, have, you have to give it up. The words I wanted to say about the Zitty match is total domination. Yes, you can look at the stats. Stats are deceiving. Total domination, EC, I thought, from back to front. I mean, we dominated the defense, and we dominated the midfield. We dominated the the forwards. (coughs) Yes, City had more possession. But, like I said, stats are deceiving because the stats just, 
you know, the, I mean, back passes, back passes, you know, side passes, side passes. Um, yes, they had, they had intricate passes in the middle. But give me a, give me, I think they had what? When Riyad Mahrez, what is the name? Um, talking about Mahrez? Mahrez came in. Yeah. I think that was probably the cross that he came on and he laid across the middle to Jesus. Or Jesus, I'm sorry, I should say Jesus. That's bad. I'm like his name's my namesake. He's See, my not, o- not okay. Not okay. He's, <laughs> my, he's my tocayo. I should say Jesus. <laughs> but uh, Gabriel Jesus, um, that's probably their best shot to get, you know, to get a goal. And but other than that, yeah, they dominated the, you know, they dominated the passing. But I didn't see. I didn't have no fear. I went into the match having no fear, you see. Do you understand that? I went into the match, watching man. the match, without saying, you know what? Fuck, man, we're going to lose. You, you need know? to tell me what you were drinking because I was nervous as all get out. I did, you see, I wasn't. I don't know why. And I just, I went into the match having no fear. I was like, well, you know, we played well against Derby. We played well against Everton as well. But I mean, what's the worst that could happen? We drew. I think I, I was looking to draw one one, two two, but when I saw the match, I'm like, dude, we're gonna win, even at one nil, one nil. I'm like, fuck, we're gonna win. I know we are, and obviously that broke <laughs> that that goal. EC, I I need to I need to I have a. Uh, this is hard for me to. This is gonna be hard for me. Oh, you see, you see, I need to apologize. <laughs> you see, uh, it's like oh, it's very hard. <laughs> you see, I just want to tell you, yeah, Tony Martial uh, took a goal. Oh. Took a goal off Bruno's, Bruno Fernandez because Bruno laid a badass assist. Anybody, but anybody, including my daughter, could fucking lay that fucking that, that, that touch. Tony Martial has scored a fucking tapper. So, EC, there you go. Aha! I, I tell you what, that goalkeeper is probably one of the best in the world. And he literally, both mistakes he made, we scored on both of them. So, um, th- this was th- my whole deal with the goal because the goal wasn't great in my opinion. However, what I love to see is the fact that Bruno and Martial—they clearly are oh. mates. They clearly want to hang out. They want to play good for each other. We have to have camaraderie, and so you know, especially between forwards and midfielders. So the fact that they can play around—that that was that was high school drawn up in the dirt. That's what that was, and to do that. In the derby, with the whole world watching, that's what that said to me. Because again, the goalkeeper should have stopped the goal. Let's let's be clear; he should have saved it. But I mean, it it goes to show class, Bruno's class. I mean, everybody said um, Beckham, right? I don't know if you ever hear, you know watch the old uh, videos about Beckham that he could put it on a sixpence, you know, like his passes, his passes were so were so accurate that. Was an accurate pass by Mister Mister Fernandez, Fernandez way. That's that that <laughs> that that was an accurate pass because Martial didn't have, even have to like. It was like he's running into the damn ball, 
That pass is Mr. Mr. Fernandez's goal, um, hands down. That that. If you guys get a chance, go on to Bruno Fernandez's um, IG account, and Fernandez is trolling Martial. And I don't want to give it away. Just go on to your so, his social media account. It's freaking brilliant. And Martial knows he's trolling, and he responds. It's, it's freaking. No, 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 no. no. Don't. It's a tease. I don't. I don't, I'm not an IG person, easy. So you have to. I'm not gonna go do that. You tell I'll post, me. I'll, I'll post. I'll. I'll send it to you, or you send it to me, and I can. I'll put it up. It was freaking great. You send. I mean, you send it. You tag or whatnot, but. I don't okay. IG, but that's a tease. That's a, that's what you call a tease. Uh, now, I'm gonna, it, it, I'm gonna it get is. blue balls now, EC. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't like for, that. For the listeners at home, you're gonna love it when you see it. We'll we'll post it on our page. EC. All right. The goal was you know the goal was a goal, and again, EC. Like I said, I I was kind of messing with you about the goal, but I really I want I want to pay respect to your man Tony Marshall. It wasn't about the goal at all. The man put in a shift, and that's what I respect. And it doesn't matter if he scores, it's he puts in a shift. He put in a shift that game, you see, and I respect that. And I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know I've talked smack about Tony Marshall, Martial, or Anthony Martial, or Anthony, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, I'm going to give that man respect. I'm going to say respect to his name, Anthony Martial. I respect you. You put in a damn good shift that game. I want to see more of it. And I won't talk ill of you any any further because you put a damn good shift in that game. Uh, and it wasn't because of your goal. It's because of what you did off the ball. And that's what, that's what United fans want to see. That's what United fans want to see. They don't want to see flair because you know, everybody gave them flair. Uh, Diego Forlorn can give him flair, but Diego Forlorn is Diego Forlorn. Don't be a Diego Forlorn. Give me, give me your haul. Play for the badge, and you know, Anthony Martial, you you know, you have a long career with this club. But he, I mean, Anthony Mar, like again, you see, uh, I mean, I want eat crow. I have a big plate of crow right now, and I'm eating it because he put in a damn good shift that game. He played good. He should have played better with the assist, though. I mean, that was – it's hey. one of those deals where he's running, and you, you're you at home going, pass it, pass it. I know, it. I know. I was too. Hey, Dan James did the same thing. And Dan yeah. James and, – and you know how I like that mom. That, that, that's a mom. It's muff, mother jammer. Okay, see, I'm not cussing, mom. <laughs> um, but you know what though? They're gonna review the tape. They're gonna look at it. And I'm and I can promise you, we got ten, nine, ten games left in the league. Those are gonna be goals. Bruno's gonna put himself in that position again. They're gonna know to get their heads up and they're gonna pass the ball. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that Bruno's gonna score goals based off of those guys bombing down the wing and passing it in. I mean, that's just it's gonna it's gonna be a regular thing. No, no, I mean it was it was I'm like you, I'm like Pass the damn ball! Like, pass the damn ball. Both Martial and both with Dan James. Let's talk about Dan James now. Because Dan James put in a shift himself. And I've told you, I've told you in the past, everybody everybody out there in the st- 
Twittersphere, the Stratosphere, the Ionosphere that talks shit about Dan James that he's just a one-trick pony. No, he doesn't. He was doing the same thing to, in this past game. He was taking on players and putting the damn ball in the box, but yet we don't have a striker to, you know, you know, come on it. But this game, this guy was masterclass. He was taking on that. He was taking on that defense, taking it on, and Dan James, EC, you tell me where I, you tell me where I'm going wrong. So I think for everyone who who's heard me talk about Daniel. Daniel, I, Daniel, he's like, is he is he fighting Goliath? I'm not. Well, he he yes, he does because he again. <laughs> he, okay, I, I'm gonna try to say this politely because <laughs> I don't I don't want I don't want people to think no, that no, I don't. No, I, no, no, just I, say I, what I you do. feel. This is the podcast where we say our feelings. You see, that's and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna favor. So, Daniel James was our outlet. Uh, just the same way that that Martial was, we could not get the ball. That's why when you were talking earlier about domination, I don't think we dominated them. I actually think City played a good game. They just didn't know how to finish, and I think De Bruyne was a big factor to that. But we're not gonna we're not gonna focus on that. Well, we are gonna focus on the good things that Daniel James did. Daniel James, like him or not, think he's a one trick pony or not, think he just has pace or not. He was the outlet. He was the one, and if if you get a chance, listen to Pep Guardiola's uh, press after the game. He even spoke about the fact that Daniel James's pace was something that they were not ready for. They had a hard time handling. So I will I will never say that the kid's not fast with the ball. It's it's one thing to be fast and then not be able to keep the ball at your feet. He can do that. What I will continue to get on to him about is the same thing that I got on to Martial about is not when you when, get when you get when that, have you got a Martial? I'm I'm, not, I'm going to right now. That's okay. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, now, now, okay, okay. When you when you get to that outside position because they're both, it, I know they were both forwards, but let's just keep it real. They were playing on the wing. Yes. The formation that we ran, the three five two, they weren't they weren't two strikers up front. So let's just let's just play three. Five, two. It was it was one. a five three, but but they were both wingers essentially. The midfielders were fighting and battling, and those guys were on the wings trying to open the game up, and they did that. the The thing with Daniel James, just like with Martial, when they get into the final third, they have to come with a lot more class, and I know they have that in their locker. I'm not saying that he will not get that. I think he will. And if you take his pace, which for me, he's the fastest guy on the team. It's it's him and, and Rashford. They're they're pretty much neck and neck for fastest guy on the team. When he gets the trickery in his game, when he gets the inside one-two touch, which will come. I'm confident that it's gonna come. But right now, what he does is he says, Okay, if you give me 10 yards, if you give me five, and it's just a one-on-one race, I'm gonna beat you. The, the teams that he struggles against are the teams that park the bus. And we're not going to talk about Spurs yet because it's two games away. <laughs> but those are the type of teams where you have to have a bit of trickery about your game. You have to have a bit of, I'm going to pass it, lay it off. I'm going to dink it. I'm going to dunk it. Those are the things that I'm going to – it doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to hold you accountable for the things that you're not able to do yet. Because what is he, 22, 21? 
He's 21, guys. 21 years old. He's playing the Premiership. Not for, uh, no offense, to, uh, a low, I'm not going to say a name, no, but a lower know, level team. You're saying the same offense. You know what I mean? When people say don't know offense, they mean offense. Well, okay, I mean He's not playing for Villa. He's not playing, he's not for... playing for a crappy team. He's <laughs> for And he's starting for a really good team. So you have to give credit where credit is due. However, I'm not going to let him just bomb down the wing. I want him to get down there. And if there's no one there, then you got to hold it up. That's one of the things that our wingers have always done. They held it up. They waited. They sat back. They played around tricks over the ball, step overs, then waited till the, till the, our players came down. You got to remember when he's bombing down the wing, ain't nobody on our squad catching him. You're going to have to wait a minute, James. We ain't, you're, you're already, you're already done ran the waist, drink your water, you put on your afterclothes and are chilling and we're still running the race. So he has to get in his game a little bit of trickery, a little bit of patience, a little bit of deception. And he's going to be difficult to beat. He's going to be difficult to play against. So um, kudos to him in that game. He played every minute. I don't think he – did he get subbed off? I don't think he did. No, he was, no, he he was celebrating yeah, he with McTominay. So um, you, have to, you have to give him credit. You just, you just can't – and I don't want any fan to ever do this. Don't ever feel like because someone is – extremely fast or if they're techie if they're techie then i want them to get more of a, of a better passing ability if they're fast i want them to get more of a technical side to them the players especially young guys should always be improving so i'm not going to slight the guy off and say oh he played crap he didn't play crap there's people that say he did because again they want to see cristiano ronaldo when everyone when someone plays on the wing he's not that um what he is is a hard worker he's a fast He's very, very pacey, and he wants to get. He wants to win. You can see it in his eyes. You can see it on his face. He wants to win. So I love that. I love that. But I'm never going to. You know, I, I said this last week. I'm never going to allow my wingers to be one-trick ponies. Um, I always want them to develop their game. I always want them to be creatives, and that's solely because of how I was raised on United. Our wingers were always dynamic. They were always tricky. They were always techy. They had pace as well, um, and they just they just made it happen. So no slight to the kid. I hope I'm not coming off again. Like I just don't like him. I like him. I just know that there's more there, and if everyone's fit, he's not going to start. You just don't like UBC. Just put it that way. I like him <laughs> off the bench. Last twenty minutes, no one's running with that kid. It's not happening. Well, obviously, EC, you have a prejudice against Mr. Dan James. He can't. Uh, <laughs> He, he, he you say his last twenty minutes, but the kid, uh, the kid, uh, obviously this game said, you know, he announces presence with authority in this game. You know, you know, you remember that, uh, that old movie Bull Durham? Yes. Yes. And then Luke Nick Lelouch says, "I want to announce my presence with authority." That's what Dan James did in his game. Against City, against the arch arch nemesis, the arch rival, he did that. He said, "You know what?" He put his balls on the table and says, "I, I am here." That's what Dan James Dan James did. Another man that did that, EC was Nemanja Matic, the uh, Siberian assassin, the the whatever you want to call that guy because he doesn't he looks like he wants to kill you. Um, 
Do we re-sign Matic this season, EC? Yes, and up in the... I mean, everybody was calling for his head uh, at the beginning of the season. And now he has this resurgence in this this de- defensive midfield role. And he's been, he's been proving us wrong. He's definitely proved me wrong. I had to definitely eat crow. Thought his... Uh... Thought his game was going overseas somewhere else uh, for sure. So, no, I think we do sign him. I think I mean, he is. For how long? You see, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, are we gonna? Are we? Gonna, I mean, now we're. Are we gonna get nostalgic with the him, Mata? Are we gonna? I mean, I I want the best for this team. Is it gonna happen with if we resign him for another year? On a multi, like a, a lengthy contract, is it going to benefit us? Absolutely, absolutely. I, you got to have. There's going to be times in the season when a veteran has to step in and has to take over games, and I don't think the deal is going to be a five-year deal, even a four-year deal. I think it's going to be a one to two-year deal. I think it's going to be good for Scott McTominay to learn under someone like that who's done it on a huge level, who's won championships. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think even with the signing of the older goalkeeper that we just signed, it's not bad to have a mixture. You can't. You're not going to win titles with 21, 22 year old kids. You got to have a mix. Those 21, 22 year old kids are going to help you win. They're going to put you in positions to win. But it's those veterans that have the presence to keep you calm, to to let you know that this is going to be a hostile environment, but you still have to play your game. That's the reason why you keep Nemanja Matiches and Matas around, so that when you bring in these new kids, they don't get big heads, they don't get gassed on everyone talking about how great they are because of social media. Those guys keep you grounded. So, no, for me, I I don't I don't think it's something where next year he starts. But I'm not gonna lie, if he keeps playing like this, why would you not start him next year if we're gonna keep the same formation? And I think we do. I think. Him playing the CDM role, I think he's been great. Um, it's difficult. It was difficult for me um, because I, I'm just judging him from what I saw, and it wasn't very good. Um, obviously, when you put better players around him, and that's no slight to him. That just, for me, it's difficult for someone like him to, to play in a squad that's not as strong and stand out and, and be a superstar. So, no, you got to give it up to the guy. Uh, he's playing great. Um, he's calm. He puts his puts his foot in when he needs to put his foot in. He plays a simple pass. Doesn't try to do too much. Um, and that's exactly what we need right now. That's that's exactly the, one of the main reasons, like I said earlier, to why we've had so many clean sheets. I honestly, I feel like we have the best defense in the league. Um, you can put us top five in the world, in in my opinion. Um, and I think he's a strong reason uh, why that's so. That's very high praise. Top five in the world, easy. easy. Absolutely, absolutely. Really? If you, if you, for me, if you think Premier League is one of the top leagues in the world, which I think it is, um, I think it's right there with La Liga. And then you put the fact that we've got the most, we've got the second most clean sheets in the world. Yeah, you have to put us up there. Wow. I mean, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not gonna argue. I ain't gonna argue because obviously me and you are the same boat, right? We, <laughs> we want the ship to move in this direction, right? Absolutely. So, 
if you <laughs> yes this defense is top notch everybody said when McGuire came in they had their they had their uh, differences right I was one of them. I mean, 80 million. I was one of them. I mean, he, it took a while. I think everyone's, I know me, I'm like, I, I want Leicester city. That's what I'm looking at. I'm wanting that McGuire to come in. It, it, I, I always get giddy when we get a new signing, huge money. And I always make the mistake of saying you cost all this money. You better come in and yeah. do it. And it takes time. You got to adapt. Like we done with Pogba, team. right? Like we done with Pogba. It's been yeah. three years and he has not produced. Yeah. So you want, it's... you want, you always are going to want, anytime a player comes in, you always are going to want them like to Martial, right? come in and just do great things. <laughs> yeah, the, to, for me anyways, I, f- I feel like they have. I know you don't, but I, I think they have yeah. produced. But I think it's like, a, God, it's like here in the States, we, we always say defense wins championships, right? Offense wins games, defense wins championships. We built from the back. We have patience. That's the thing about United fans. You United fans need to have patience. We've said this since... Damn. When all this started, we said it. We need to have patience. And then we have these fan cams. You know, these fan room chats. Uh, the man in black. Oh, the, these these guys that, you know, the, the, the glass drobe, you know... Fan cam, you know these these guys that are, you know they just want to start a bonfire every some every time something happens. Hey, Ole has a plan. I let's say this: Ole has a plan. Has his plan not worked with his signings? EC. This is this is what I think about Ole and his and his oh. sign. No, no, I, I, I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to answer your question. You said signings. I think for anyone who says that any of his signings have been trash, you just don't like Ole, period. If you think Maguire sucks, if you think Wambasaka sucks, if you think Bruno sucks, if you think James sucks, you just don't like Ole. There's no way that anyone, you, you specifically said, players that he's brought in. Yes. We're not talking about tactics. We're not no. talking well, about no, substitution. Well, well, no, we'll talk about substitution too, because the fact of... This year, he's been dealt a bad hand as well with, with injuries. So, I mean, you only, you're only, you're the only people you can play is the people that are healthy, right? This is correct. So, if you talk about tactics, if I need to play a midfielder in the forward role, then I don't need to play a midfielder. And you don't talk about tactics to me. Okay, so I'll speak about his tactics now as well. <laughs> even though you don't have your best players, right? You still have players who are up and coming. And for me, the chances that he continued to give players who did not need to give chances, the tactics that he played, the substitutions that he made when we were in a horrible string of form. Let's not forget, folks. Like I said, I'm happy about the 10 games. I'm, I'm completely, absolutely happy. But when you, when you know... That Not that a player's past it, because, again, we could all say Luke Shaw was past it. But when a player's on a bad string of form and you have kids knocking on the door, the likes of Angel Gomez, the likes of 
Mason Greenwood. I'm not going to throw Chong in there yet because I don't think he's there yet. But when you have Brandon Williams, when you have those kids and you know that they're coming, the fact that he was, I don't, I, you, can, you can say stubborn, but I don't know Ole, but again, when you keep playing these guys and they're not performing, that's for me where your tactics go. Wait a minute, bud. You, you're the head. You're the main guy. You see them in practice. All we get to see is the game. All we get to see is lights, camera, action. Mm-hmm. So that's all we get to judge off of. Mm-hmm. You get a chance to see them all week long. They go out, throw another crap performance out there, and you play them again. This is what I was but, saying to you who, earlier. Go ahead. Who do you play them with? Pogba, right? So, wait, who do no, 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 I play them with? Hey, no, no, but I'm saying... I'm, Mentality of other players. Uh, I heard something today, and it kind of rings true to to the conversation. I was like, you know what? That kind of like rings true to what you're talking about, Pogba, right? Stat filler. This guy that you know, World Cup winner, whatnot. You know, like, oh man, he's oh stat filler. I uh, I kind of now equate him to Lamarcus Aldridge, the San Antonio Spurs. He's a stat filler. I mean, he'll fill the stats for you. He won't win you nothing. He has no intangibles. And Paul Pogba has no intangibles. And when you talk about those those other players that played alongside Paul Pogba, especially at the beginning of the season, until he got hurt, and Boxing Day? Was it Boxing Day? Oh, it might have been Christmas right after. Yeah, it, it, might... it was Boxing Day right after Christmas. Those players, like Jesse Lingard, Rub, you know, had that, you know, that 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 Paul Pogba rubbed off on him, and I'm, I hate to say it, I, yes, I'm a Paul Pogba hater, but I'm talking about you talk about somebody that infects a team so bad because you you played sports, you see, you probably have been on championship teams and you've been on teams that God, man, this dude's just messing up the locker room. Even though he's a world class player, Pogba is. Look at the team as Pogba has been out and Bruno has been in. Look at the transformation that's been done. Yeah, but again, for this is for me. This is what I'm saying, and I know people are going to agree, and I think there's going to be some people that do disagree. I think that Paul Pogba is a better player than Bruno Fernandez. And and I think a better. He's a better player. He's I think if he's healthy, we're doing the same things. If, <laughs> no, if no, not no, better. no, we're not doing the same things. You see. We're doing the same thing. We're doing the easy things, the small things, better. Because Paul Pogba couldn't do that. He couldn't. That's, leave the, that's he, what he, I'm he, saying. He couldn't that's leave where this we team. Disagree. Pogba couldn't leave this team. You see. Yeah, but Jesse Lingard's not playing anymore. Pereira's not playing anymore. No, he is. Jesse Lingard played against Derby pretty much the whole fucking game. Okay, that's Derby. No, I'm no, about a real no, game no, no, no. But real... you want to talk about playing games though? I'm and, telling and, you. If you look at the Derby game with Jesse Lingard, if anyone goes back and, re- and rewinds the tape and looks at it, what did he do? I mean, I'm not saying he's past his prime. I'm not saying he can't go to another club and play. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this has not been his season. And like we talked about Shaw earlier in the podcast, players go in form and they go out of form. The coach, it doesn't matter if it's a Paul Pogba or a Jesse Lingard, the coach, and Sir Alex Ferguson talked about this all the time. The coach is the person who is in control. Nobody oh, nobody easy. knew what social media was going to do. And I think so many people get caught up in Paul Pogba's social media 
that they forget about what he does on the pitch. It's easy, too, because it's so much in your face all the time. You look on the TV, you listen to the radio, you look on social media, and all it is is he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. No, easy, easy. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll, I'll say something, you say something. We'll get out the Paul Pogba bandwagon because we want to. I want to finish up the city, but it's what you see with your eyes, EC. Your eyes. Your eyes tell you something. This guy wants to play. Period. This guy wants to play for my team. And my eyes, I see it. Yeah, he might play a pretty flick, you know, here and there. He might play a long ball that against the. You know, second tier Bolivia team, like he, you know, he always does. Second tier team. Oh my God, it's a worldly pass. You know, he might do that once in a while. But what you see with your eyes, the effort that he gives, the class that he gets for the team, the crest, the the crest that's on his chest, you see it. And he doesn't give that for United, and he has not given that to United. I love, I love Bruno, so. If people are going to get on to me for saying this, but I'm just going to say it. Pogba is going to do the same, if not better. And if you really? look at the city, look at the city game. Hold on. Look at the city game. Go back and watch it. Bruno Fernandez disappears the in the second half. half. Yeah. So people, people are on the bandwagon. He's having a purple patch, and I hope the purple patch turns into a legend. I hope he, I hope Bruno's a club legend before it's all said and done. But People that slog off Pogba and say that he's not any good and that he can't play, I'm telling I'm you. I'm saying he can't play. See. I'm, I'm not, telling never you. Said that. He's, he's got tons of class. He's he's. This was the first it's time today United. that he went back into training with the first team. If we get him back and he's playing top level, I'm telling you guys, you're gonna all all the haters. And he's gonna, gonna leave. Like, well, He'll leave. He see. That's fine. He leave. can go. That's leave. fine. Then don't if play he, him. If, don't play him. Don't give him. Don't afford him. Don't afford him the fucking. Don't afford him that fucking. The, you know that satisfaction. You, you know. Don't, no, 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 no. Easy, easy, easy. Don't afford him that satisfaction. You know he's gonna it's leave. It's not about Paul Pogba. No, it's I, never been oh, about Paul Pogba. Yes, it it's is. It's always about Manchester United. Exactly. People, exactly. People get it twisted. Listen, people get it twisted and say we don't want to give him this. Sit him on the bench. If he doesn't play. And he doesn't play well. And he has not been playing. He hasn't been playing. He has, playing. He has not on. been playing. So what do we mean? Well, it's a it's a it's a it's a lose lose if he plays. So again, if he plays and he plays well, listen to the <laughs> listen to. Hold on. We have the league, we have Europa, and we have FA Cup. If he plays well in the three competitions that we're still in, when the summertime comes. We're going to get the most amount of money for him. If he plays well and we do well, that's going to benefit the club. When anyone comes into our team and people start talking about that player more than they start talking about the team, that's on them. It's not about Paul. People talk about Paul Pogba when he doesn't even play. Why? Because he's a world-class player. No, because he's ruined our team. How? He's ruined. In what way? Name me one way he ruined the team. Uh, he quit on Jose. He quit on Ole last no, year. What no, else? What, no. what more do you want? Give me a what reason, more? Paul Pogba. What more? What more do you want? What more team. do you want? 
And then and then and then he pulled it all. He just said Jose Mourinho. Come on. He quit on Jose. He Jose quit, quit on Ole. On United. Jose quit on us. No, 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 no. He quit on Jose. Players, no, no, no. He quit on Jose. Players under the bus. No, no. You're done. Anyway, that's what he's like doing said, right now with Dembele. Look, all right. You know this this Paul Pogba argument. Me and you will have it over the summer. It's gonna get more heated. I uh, trust me. It's. Gonna I feel get bad more for you. You're gonna be eating that crow. I'm to get another plate ready. I'm what telling you. What the hell? Did you already owe me a hundred bucks? Because the fact that Paul Pogba is already gonna leave. Oh, you man. owe me a hundred bucks. I want a you're crisp. Gonna, I want a crisp, crisp and cream. Go. Man, how did we get hundred fifty million for that guy? Nah. How are we in top four? We're already, we we are, we are already gonna spend that much money, dude. Trust me. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I want my hundred. I want my hundred ironed and put in a, you know, put in a freaking envelope because oh, you man. owe me that already. <laughs> gonna literally he's, he's, be he's, the Paul Pogba podcast the day that he comes back. And he plays well. You're gonna be like, no, no, no. I, I but I guess hey, you do it okay. No, I gave you, I gave you, I gave you Tony. I gave yeah. you. You said, I said he put in a good shift. I, I said he gonna put a shift. Hey, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not cuffing his balls and giving it a reach around right now. <laughs> all right. I said he put in a good shift. That's all, all right. I did say. All right. All right. All right. No, no, enough of that. Uh, God, man, you know how to. Push my buttons when you talk, when you talk about <laughs> Pop Pogba. Man of the match, who do you give it to, EC? I'm going to go with Juan Basaka. I just ah, yes. love the fact that this yes. dude just ate Sterling all the way up. Oh. I mean, I I got so much joy. I literally started talking to the TV and saying <laughs> out loud, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to try to do? Because he just, it got so bad that Sterling had to come inside and play as a center forward. That's how bad Wambasaka was kicking his ass. So for me, the whole back line was dope, but Wambasaka just kind of controlled it, set the tone, stopped everything, went forward. If he could only put his freaking head up, he juked like three people, was alone in the box, and who's sitting in the box just waiting on the ball? Martial just waiting, and he didn't pass the ball. I was so pissed because he's wide open. Oh, yeah. He's going to get that. Th- those are the type of things that Daniel James, Martial, and Juan Basaka, they're going to get that. When they get to that sick, they're going to say, you know what? It's not about the glory. It's about the beautiful pass and then the be- the beautiful goal. So they're going to get the assist. So, no, I loved him back there. Um, I hope they rest him Thursday um, because um, Lask, uh, you know, no, no slight to Lask, but uh, I think he played a lot in that slot uh, Thursday night, and then uh, you play him in the big Spurs game. But, yeah, he's my man of the match. What about oh. yours? I can't disagree. I loved, 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 loved the way he put a little Raheem Sterling. I hate the way Raheem <laughs> Sterling runs, dude. He runs like, he runs like <laughs> a girl, dude. The best I mean, run in the league. Like the, this, best, the best flailing, run in the Flailing league. arms. You nailed but, it. Mr. Spider-Man, what Mr. <laughs> Spider-Man did was put it, put little Raheem Sterling yes. in a little, um, in a little basket and just put him in his pocket because that's what he did. It was amazing. I mean, it was. It's literally one of those deals. If you get a chance to watch the breakdown, um, BBC Sport did a great job of breaking it down, and they they literally show how Aaron will just wait and allow you to run down the byline because. He just he wants you to go there so he can take the ball from you. So when a defender can make you go a certain way, that's when you know you have no chance. 
Um, he's completely in Sterling's head at this point because this is the second time that he shut him down. No, it's uh, more than that. Well, I mean, for me, a dominant performance where Sterling did nothing. I, I know he did it well, at, the, at earlier this year, and then again uh, to see it uh, because they beat us three one one game. We won yeah. uh, second leg, but but no, for me, two uh, dominant performance in the performances in the league. Um, three wins overall, but yeah, w- Wambasaka was my man in the match. Every time the the, the damn fucking announcers, I'll, I'm a I'm a superstitious person, EC, very superstitious. Every time I said, "Well, Sterling hasn't scored in United in ten matches," or yada yada yada, I'm like, "Dude, shut up!" Yeah, I was pissed. he's about to score. Yeah, you know, did, did, did you right? feel like the commentator was kind of a City fan? He, he even said that. Yeah, I did, but. Um, getting back to it, I'm like, when I saw him against going Wampasaka, I'm like, nah, nah, he's good, he's good. No, I mean, I had more relief. But also, man of the match, um, you said Wampasaka, I was going to give it to Luke Shaw because Luke Shaw came from a wing back, played back to center back. Um, the dude, you know, or, or center back, back, I'm sorry, two wing back and, um, he played solid, so I don't know. I know we, you know, praised Luke Shaw already on this pod, so I'm not going to get into that anymore. The subs, uh, we subbed it defensively within 18 minutes. EC, we, we brought on McTominay, and we brought on also, um, who do we bring on? Um, the first, the last sub was Igalo. Uh, we brought on and, uh, uh, and, and Bailly. I'm sorry. Yeah, Eric Bailly <laughs> came on with uh, McTominay. We brought on two defensive subs with 18 minutes. Uh, what were your feelings at that point of the the fact that we're? It sounded like we're parking the bus. So, I, the, so I think two things. I'm, I'm not a coach, so I'll I'll break it down for you. Tell you what I thought, and then you tell me what why you think he did what he did. So he brought off Martial. I didn't want him to bring off Martial because I felt like Martial at that moment in time was the only player up front that could hold it up for, for what we had. Because I think Igalo's the best hold-up player. So when I saw Martial come off, I thought, well, if you're bringing him off, bring on Igalo now because he's going to be able to, when we heave it forward, he'll be able to hold it up. And we just, at that point, we're just trying to kill the game. So I understand Scott's a CDM, but... He can at times get forward. Not he's not the best at getting forward, but he can at times. So I was a little bit confused. I wasn't pissed. I was just like, I have to understand it. I think they left Daniel in there because again, and you saw it happen, they were pressing so high to try to score that goal, and they damn near got it. They really, to be fair, they should have scored the goal. Jesus should she should have scored, um, but he didn't. But anyway, I'm glad that he didn't. But what we were looking to do, I think, with leaving Daniel James is was if you press so high and we kick the ball in space, he's out of here. And that's, again, you, you, it's one thing to have pace, but, dude, if you say that guy don't have stamina, then, again, you're just a Daniel James hater. He, he, has, he, he, he has the fitness of a boxer. I mean, the kid could run all day long. So um, I thought that's why that happened. So once we finally did bring Agalo on, I thought, okay, great. Now we've got somebody that will officially hold the ball up. And good night. That that touch from, what was it, 70 yards 
and he puts the ball right on the ground and just kills it. And then the next one, he plays it. He he does a back kill and and puts. Uh, I think it was uh, might have been Fred into into space. I can't remember who it was he put in the space, but only to play eight minutes or something like that, and to do all, to do all that he did. Um, absolutely amazing. So no, just it was it was more confusing. It wasn't it wasn't a I'm upset with Ole type of substitution. Again, I don't. His match tactics drive me nuts. And that's kind of why I've never, I don't know the guy. I know his past. I know it's not great. I'm just looking at the tactics on the field. <laughs> I was a little bit like, wait a minute, what's going on? But I think, again, I think James was left on to be that, to be that kind of outlet because they were pressing so high. Yeah. Um, with it, I, I, I agree. I'm like, why are we going defensively? But I think, Williams Shaw looked like you had an injury, and then Williams looked like he was tired. Yeah, and then so I understand the fact that you're gonna bring Bay in, and the dude Eric Bay. I mean, healthy, he's a he's a man. That he's a man. Um, McTominay, obviously, you take you take Marshall off. Okay. I could see where you'd rather become defensively, and then that's what we did. We we basically held for from the seventy second minute all the way to the ninety eighth minute without a substitution. <coughs> We're playing defensive football, and it worked, and it obviously did work throughout the game. But when he brought Igalo on, I. I thought it should have been done a lot further. Like earlier, like you said, I would have uh, taken Marshall off, switched like for like Igalo, uh, and then I would have um, um, brought McTominay on. He could have scored. I mean, if you give Igalo, to your point, like you just said, if you give Igalo time, man, he's going to create a chance. No, I mean, yeah. And And so if Marshall comes off, like you said, and Igalo comes on with that counter, he's so smart and puts himself in great positions. Daniel James goes on a break, goes on a run. You never know what could happen. So I just, like I said, you can, for that game and for the past 10 or whatever this run is, you can't hate on the dude. Always, he's, he's getting it right. He's squeaking the wins out. You can't blame him for the Everton draw. We should have won that game. That's not Ole's fault. That was De Gea's break. Also players too, right? Players yeah, no, De Gea had a brain fart, period. Uh, if he doesn't have that one hiccup, we won the game one nothing. They had no they they had no opportunities because Harry Maguire was heading out every cross that they put in. So no, I don't I, I don't slight Ole the decisions that he's making and what he's doing right now. It's gonna make people that were on the fence, I think it's gonna make them lean Ole in. Um, people that were out are, are gonna probably remain that way. But yeah, no, I, I think that what he was doing because, again, I had to think about it in a couple different ways because, again, he tactically he freaks me out. But um, Daniel James was making it happen down the wing. That never stopped. Like, l- literally, the kid, I don't know, you could probably call His nickname should be Energizer Bunny. That's what his nickname for me uh, is because he literally just didn't stop. It was just like, if I got 10 yards of, of space, Let's do it. Let's race again. Let's yeah. continue to race. He's just that kid that knows he's going to kick everyone's ass at racing. So he's like, come on, let's do it. So, no, it, it was confusing, but um, it worked. Um, you know, clearly McTominay 
coming in and he did what he did, which was a, a moment, you know, I know for me, I'm never going to forget that moment. Um, Uh it was just, it was absolutely amazing. Mistake by the goalkeeper laid it in and shit was what I would say 40 yards. At least. I mean, it was a bomb. I mean, it was one of those deals. It was something Wayne Rooney would do. Um, Zlatan would do. It was one of those deals where, you know, if, if you're, if you haven't watched them ever, you go watch that game. You're not going to forget that type of goal, that type of atmosphere. Um, I listened to several, several, several interviews after the game, and there were there were even United ex United players who said they hadn't seen the place rock like that in several years. It's so. been a while since Old Trafford has been that loud, easy, and that's that's the you know why we're enthusiastic about what all is trying to build. And I can't wait for the future. I mean, if he gets the signings that we're going to get, hopefully the the supposed signings in the summer, I mean, Old Trafford can be, we can be united again. He's three signings away. In In my opinion, he's three signings away from challenging the likes of Liverpool and Manchester City. And I and I I mean you gotta put Chelsea in there right now. And oh, yeah. to be completely fair, the league is down this year. Liverpool are up like twenty points or something stupid. So I I kind of I put that into play. That's kind of why I've had my thoughts about Ole and uh what I think should happen. But you don't know what's gonna happen next year with the league. The league could be back up. Um Teams could be more consistent. We we just don't we don't know until until we actually get there. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a lot to happen over the summer, like you said. All right, man. Let's put a cap on it. Uh, three nil to Derby. Two nil to Manchester City. We Manchester is now red again. Red again. That's four out of three this year. You better listen to Reds. I mean City fans. We're red. Manchester is red. So let's get on to the future, EC. Uh, we play Lesk. Uh, Lesk, an Austrian team, I guess. Uh, home of my um, birthplace of my, or home country, I'm sorry, of my grandmother in Austria. Nice. Very uh, nice. We play it on Sun on Thursday. Thursday. Strong team, or are we playing a soft team? You got to play a soft team. Um, you got to play a soft team with the hopes that you get a you get a point. A draw would be great. Um, if we go up there, it's one of those deals where Gallo starts, um, yes. plays the whole game. Martial maybe comes in with you know 15, 20 minutes left to give him a breather to keep himself sharp. But uh, no, we we uh, we play a softer team, and you get out of there with a draw. You know clean sheet and two goals is even better because again um we got a really good draw we could have got inter milan we could have got uh, a lot of different teams um that would have been a, it would have been difficult for us i think this is the perfect draw for us it's on the road as well so we can get that away goal and then come home and protect it so yeah i hope he plays um a lot of the backups Delaw, uh jesse um i wouldn't i wouldn't even scott even scott i know people are going to talk crap saying i don't think he's a player i think he's good but I think Matic needs to continue to start games. Um, and I think Scott needs to continue to come off the bench. I like Scott, but again, I think you play your 
your less a lesser squad with a couple of good, you know, Harry Maguire is probably going to play again. Um, um, you know, Bayi will probably play because I think he likes the Lingard a little bit better uh, than Bayi. But yeah, you, you play a lesser squad, you get out of there with the with the win or at least a draw, and then you come home and take care of business. All right, Tottenham. Yeah, Jose's so Jose's return. It, it's it's going to be traffic. different. Different energy. Jose's. No, we're there, right? We're going to Tottenham, yeah? I thought it's at home. That'd be better if it's at home. Where is it? Let me check and see real quick. I think it's at home, boss, because we play at that uh, shit stadium. This, what you call Tottenham. It is. Yeah, it's at Tottenham. Oh, it's at Tottenham? Yeah, because the last is yeah. So, so we go there to their beautiful new stadium. We rub it in Jose's face. They're gonna park the hugest bus you've ever seen in your life. Um, that is again where it's one of those things for people like me who feel how they feel about Ole. When you can break down a team, and now you have a number ten in your squad, now you have to be able to, to break these teams down. Because I'm gonna tell you right now. Jose ain't trying to come forward. He ain't got no forward. He just talked crap about his, his highest-paid midfielder. Uh, so he, he, we already know what it's going to be. They're going to sit back and say, what can you guys do against us? So um, we got to go there with our strongest team. Um, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but Pogba is back in training with the, the number one squad. I hope he plays as well um, off the bench. It would be nice to, to get a, a, a substitute for Bruno and have somebody else come on and do – do the same things like for like type of player um, and, and see what he can still do. So no, I think we can win both of those games. Um, Jose's in free fall right now. Um, it's, it's, it's like the end of United is the beginning of his Spurs uh, tenure. It's just, it's hilarious to me, but um, no, I think we can get, I think we can pull out two wins. Well, Tottenham, I think it's a trap game for us. It can be a trap game. Like you said, Jose is going to park the bus. <clears throat> what, I mean, what midfield, I mean, what creative players do we have uh, right now available? It's going to be hard. Hopefully Bruno is rested. They don't, they, they keep him in England uh, on Thursday. He does not travel with the team. Please, Ole. If you're listening right now, keep Bruno at home. Keep him rested. Um, keep every, you know, because we need it. We need the league. I understand. I know. I understand Europa and the mystique or nostalgia or whatnot you want to say, but we cannot be wasting our players on our top players on lesser talent. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, see, um, now I'm going to bring up a, a topic that's, it's, you know, it's pretty nasty. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, people, we need to address because a lot of people have their, like, uh, they have their heads in the sand like ostriches, right, about when it comes to racial topics, especially in world football. 
um, and, and especially in, in, in today's society. Uh, Jesse Lingard got, in my opinion, I, we both watched the video. Jesse Lingard was racially assaulted, I want to say. Verbally assaulted, there you go. By racial, I heard racial uh, remarks um, after the derby game. And people said that these are United fans. And obviously the people said that these were not United fans. They were derby fans. So who, who, it doesn't matter who's, who's, who's the individual or whatnot. Or what team that's affiliated by that. But this kind of action, this kind of, these, these top, you mean, these words, this, this action is not, to, it should not be tolerated in, in football or even in society today. And even though I don't like Jesse Lingard, because the guy that was given the business was basically saying Jesse your shit, but in the background you hear the fact that you hear somebody say, I heard the N-word, uh, but it's just, first of all, it's just, I don't know. It's just too frequent now in today's society that people are using these racial terms in regards to people that they don't know. You know, it's, you know, you're, um, yeah, you could be behind a keyboard or whatnot. They can call you something, but are you say it to my face? I've, I've, I mean, I don't know about UEC, but I felt the, the bite of, uh, as a Hispanic, I felt the bite of a, a, a racial, um, you know, racial abuse. I guess not abuse. That really, because it really didn't hurt me, because I was, I was, I'm older. You know, I was older, but I felt the bite of it, and it sucks. You know, but because the fact that we thought we've progressed so much since then, since we you know, since the '50s, '60s, you know, and and uh, equality. In this in the in this environment, but obviously we haven't. But uh, hear what we heard in the um, the videos with, with Jesse. I just want to get your opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I so I didn't know about it right away. I was listening to um, I think it was Sky, and they had reported something had happened. So I went to go find it and found it. Um, uh, the guy was literally giving him the business. I mean, if you've been to an NBA game, hell, if you've been to out in Oklahoma, if you've been to a damn high school football game, that's what he was giving. He was giving him the business. You're crap. He was using the S word instead of saying crap. Um, you haven't so scored a goal all year. Just, you know, giving him the business. Um, that's, 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 well, it's fine. It's a part of the gig. He's getting paid 150 grand a, a, a week. So, I guess that's what you do. I think it's stupid, but, you know, whatever. Um, and then you hear in the background, it sounded like to me at first the guy said Lingard with the – he's got an English accent, so it does sound like the N-word. Um, if that's what the guy said, I mean, clearly he's got no class. Clearly he's a racist, and it, there's no room for it in football. I think – I can't remember the guy's name, but one of the, one of the statements that he made – um, he was on Sky as well, so if you go back, type into Twitter, uh, Sky and racism, he, the, he, he made the best point that I've heard anyone. Everyone talks about players and racism, but what this guy said was, 
the problem that that is that's going on in the premiership is that the racist behavior is tolerated up until it comes to a superstar football player. They don't do anything about the casual fan that's sitting there, you know, one out of a hundred people there is, is African American or is black. They, they use the N word. They don't say anything about that person, but when they attack the player, everyone goes, goes crazy and says, this is, this is ridiculous. Nothing will change until, the society says we've got to care more about the people and then the football will then fall into place because these football players are people. So I loved his point. I can't remember his name. I think he was a former football player, um, but it's, it's got to change society wise. Uh, we've got to, we, we do, we should step up for the football players because they're entertainers, but um, it's bigger than them. And I think that for me, when I hear stuff like that, I always, because of what that guy said, because it was great, I always think about the people who are there who no one's saying anything for them. It's just kind of, you're here, yeah, you paid to get in, but take it like a man and sit down and don't say anything because you know what? Nobody cares. Now, if you're making 150 grand a week, then yeah, we'll, we'll say something, we'll make some headlines about it. So um, I just think it needs to be looked at deeper. It's a problem not just over the seas, it's a problem... Uh, in the states as well, I think the basketball player was one of the last that, that he got some racist um, thing said to him. I can't remember the team, but again, you got to think about the people who don't have a voice, don't have a platform. Uh, what are we? What are we saying for them? I think once we do that, then some of those uh, societal problems will be solved. I think uh, what you said uh, has. How would I say? It's very prof- profound, right? It's it deserves more justice in the closing minutes of a podcast, and I really want to touch that on. I want to want to touch on it. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, more because I mean, we have to adjust. We have to like look at what's going on in today's society, and whether it be football. Whether it be basketball, baseball, uh, we have a problem in this world, and and a tribalism pretty much, you know, comes to it. You know, I think I think it's more of tribalism. Um, I think in Tottenham they talk about you know the the the, the prejudice against people in Tottenham is Jewish. Um, then you talk about Birmingham, you know, you you go into different clubs in Europe and then also you give them the players you know the, the what the, the abuse they get but yet the players the fans I mean just just like you said you see they're they're fans in the crowd they're just the same color as 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 a player right and then they're hearing their own their own brethren right we 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 think as Man United fans, it'd be like me saying something like to to a, a player like you know like Jesse Lingard, but yet me standing right next to you like you're saying. But I'm your friend, you see. I know you, you know, like you know. But you hit it right on the head. You know, it's like 
It it does it's, it does not it is I mean it's not right it, it shouldn't be right, and uh, it's something that we need to we need to figure out. But um, didn't want to end the pod on on a, on a, a down note, but it's something that needs to be looked at, guys. Uh, if you're listening out there, um, we as human beings are you know we're brothers, we're brothers and sisters. That's all. And we need to treat it, treat thyself as the same way as brothers and sisters. So, well, that's the end of the Dover Enemy Podcast, episode number seven. EC, anything, anything you want to add? Uh, I just want to say thanks for the listeners. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for the likes, the shares. Um, this, for me, I know for I won't speak for Jesus, but I'll, um, for myself. This is this is fun. This is fun for me. So um, I just want to let people know that if you are supporting in any way, shape, or form, I appreciate it. I love it. Um, this is a blast. So just want to shout everybody out who's bigging us up. EC wants to be uh, very coy. EC's playing injured <laughs> right now. EC had a little surgery procedure done. And you don't want to tell nobody, so EC's being hurt. That's what he, yeah. he you know, he, you know, he, you know, he's, he's, you know, we, we're putting in the left, the bullpen. We brought EC in for the bullpen, and he's playing a little injured right now. So, uh, everybody, give the, give the thoughts and hugs and prayers to this man. Let him get healthy. And everybody, this is the Don't Run Me podcast. We love y'all. And don't forget our socials. We're on Facebook, on the book face, at least, because <laughs> everybody tells me that I don't say everything right. So it's, we're on the book face, <laughs> on the, the Don't Write Me podcast. We're on the Twitter, or the Twitter, uh, Don't Write Me podcast. <laughs> we're on uh, Instagram, Don't Write Me podcast. Uh, we're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and hopefully. Hopefully this week I get an email from uh, uh, iHeartRadio that we're on iHeartRadio. So everybody, I want to give a shout out to Royal 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 Santos from the Rodos Podcast, uh, Victoria Bus Vice, uh, the Allison Wonderland Food Truck, Give Me and Sal Padre, all this this spring break, and. The Baron Von Black, a.k.a. Mark Hutch Ison, with the South Texas Trainwrecks, and Lucky Diaz, where you at?